we ended off on, okay, we've got this great website, but we think much more broadly about what connects to it. And so that's what's so thrilling today. So our goal today is really to educate everybody about what they should be considering to be more efficient in their business and more holistic in their business. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name's Jason Zanger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. And we are here at the Red Caffeine headquarters And we are here to talk about marketing. We're going to equip and inspire everybody to really look at their marketing a little bit differently and reassess how a manufacturing leader should be marketing to their audience. And I have my good friend and co-host here with me, Jim Carr. How are you doing, hey, Jim? I'm doing well, thanks. Great. Are you excited to learn some something about marketing? Or do you know it already, Jim? Well... I like to think I know a little bit more than my than the average competition. Bear? I do, and it's it's become a a passion for me over the last five to six years. Maybe because I met some wonderful woman named Julie Poulos along the way, and she kind of she inspired she you, inspired me to be a, a you know a marketing, a marketing guy. Plus, I like social media. Why don't you and, just quit quit your machine shop and you know? Well, I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get a vision down, but um, anyway, no, I I love being back here at Red Caffeine in in Lombard, Illinois. Um, it's just the coolest most comfortable place, you know, I hear they pull out wine and beer late in the afternoon. There's um, a beautiful dog sitting between my legs right here. A beautiful here, dog. Which is, hmm. Yeah. And okay. so they, they, it's a dog-friendly environment, which, I mean, who doesn't love dogs? So, I mean, that just that just goes to show you what the culture of Red Caffeine is I don't like dog like. poop, but does that count? I, I mean, know, but you know what? That's, only, it's, that's not a 24-hour thing. It's only maybe... Yeah, three minutes of part of the day. So, are anyway, you are you learning something in this in this marketing for makers series? You know, I I really am. Um, I know last month when we had Chaz Klein on, they're a website developer. I I didn't really know. I thought I knew all about platforms and how websites are built on, but I didn't know that there were so many, and I didn't know the direction in choosing one. I didn't know the importance of choosing a correct platform to build your website. This is complicated. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, manufacturers either spend money unnecessarily and probably waste money, Mm -hmm. or they just say, you know what? I don't even want to deal with that. I don't even want to do it. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're here is so that we can equip people to better understand marketing so that they can make those decisions in the future and not spend money unnecessarily and make the right decisions that are going to you know turn into future sales for them hopefully that was very well said jason Thanks, jim well I, you know I what you, i could have said it better but you you know what you, you usually words can't out of my mouth you usually can't say it better but usually <laughs> don't let me talk so that's you know, true it's, i do have a tendency <laughs> to kind of over talk you sometimes but before we move on so just keep that in mind that i can say it better if you'd let me actually okay get some I'll, words I'll, in I'll, I'll let you elaborate just a little bit more <laughs> But don't don't take a, it, it's, it's not quite fifty fifty yet, is it? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> but before we move on, first of all, I want to congratulate you oh, and I'm me on. and oh. the entire metalworking nation that have been fans and has supported us for the last two and a half years on a new milestone. We were yeah in, in May. May. 15,000 manufacturing leaders. One month. Oh my God. Yeah, that's awesome. Who would have thought? I know. I mean, who would have thought when we met in uh, November of 2013 and you said, Jim, I know you're old, but do you know what a podcast is? And I said, Yeah, I do know what a podcast is, but I don't listen to them. Aren't they like antiquated? Don't like old people listen to those? Like the ham radio? Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. And God, who knew? Two and a half years later, we're pumping out 15,000 downloads a month, and um, we're getting great feedback. Yeah, people um, are are truly learning something, and they are being inspired to take action, which is what we wanted. It's awesome. and Because we want that for this industry, an industry that we care about. Yeah. So one more question of personal, then we'll move on. What are you doing this summer? It's summertime in Chicago. You got I mean, this is the place to be in the summer. It's Chicago, Lala. We've got the Northerly Island. We got the Cubs. What's on? What's on your bucket list for well, the summer? I mean, as I've said a couple times on on past episodes, probably November through I don't know April. November, November that's, through April. No, no. Listen. See, once again, Jim, you're not letting me speak. <laughs> oh, let me finish the sentence. Like I'm talking to my wife sometimes. <laughs> So the, sometimes I feel like your wife. <laughs> so the November through um, April time period was a little bit stressful for me, and I was, you know, working too many hours and a little too stressed out. And so I'm going to take kind of take a s- step back this summer, take a little more time off, maybe be more reflective in in working on the business as opposed to just being more operational, and you know, spend some more time with my family. So that's my goal. It's you know, so go no- to the parks, go to Cubs games, go to you know festivals well, that's um, I go to um, any, anyone any that you've pinpointed go to lake geneva yet? yeah go up to lake geneva and yeah. you know just relax just you know have a good time and spend some time with my family that's that's the main thing um go awesome. camping with my kids i mean there's just there's there's a lot of things that i want to get done this summer or what not want to get done but that i want to do um as far as festivals go i don't know they're just all over the place I are just, you a lala guy no 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 i'm not interested in those big shows i've gone before like eons ago yeah um when it was a little bit back in the day back in the day yeah when it first started i was probably like one of the first couple of them or something but no he was in line 24 hours before the gates opened yeah um i do like going to ravinia okay i went to ravinia with about 20 friends to see john legend i'm going to see a couple other ravinia shows good man what about you? Um, nothing specific right now. Definitely want to go see the Cubs. I haven't been there yet, but uh, we're working on the the list now. So yeah, I actually know, have Cubs. You and know, Sox I don't tickets. have kids at home anymore, so we can just pick up. You know, if I can call my wife tonight and say, "Let's go into the city for the weekend," or "Let's go to Vegas for the weekend." It's just that simple when you don't have that responsibility anymore. Absolutely. But anyway, I want to move on because uh, we've got two lovely ladies sitting here in our studio that want to share with us and help us. We've got Julie's boss. Oh my God. (laughs) Should should we be scared? I'm not scared. Julie should be scared. I think she's an amazing woman. (laughs) She's not my boss. (laughs) I, I do like Julie a little bit more because I know her and I'm sure Kathy knows I'm just pulling her leg anyway. But do you want to introduce Julie and then let Julie, uh, introduce her boss and her partner in business and, uh, 
Let's equip and inspire. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think Julie, once again, doesn't need much of an introduction. She's been the guest on the last half dozen of our Marketing for Makers series. And, you know, everybody's gotten used to her voice by now. I mean, I think she's been on like eight or 10 Making Chips episodes trying to educate the manufacturing leaders on marketing. So, um, and then we also have in the studio, Kathy Steele, who founded Red Caffeine Marketing and Technology. It is so good to be back. If I could just have this microphone every day in front of me, I would just be so happy. You could take it with you. We'll just buy a new one. Can I take it with you? Sure, you can. Yeah, you can play. I would like. You can play host on you know at home. That's fine. We have a new VoIP system here, and I really like walking around the office with a little headset. Yeah, it makes me feel really cool. Sometimes it's not even plugged in. I just put it in my pocket. So, so well, welcome back. Thank welcome you. Back. Thank you. It's great I to be here. And so excited because I was reflecting our last episode with Chaz and really talking about when you're building your website, what are you thinking about to make it as a destination for marketing? Right. And in we ended off on, okay, we've got this great website, but we think much more broadly about what connects to it and what connects to it to make your better business platform. And so that's what's so thrilling today. So um, our goal today is really to educate everybody about what they should be considering to be more efficient in their business and more holistic in their business. So I want to introduce Kathy Steele, who I can brag. She won't brag, but I'm a great bragger who just recently was a contributing editor on Forbes. Uh, We'll have the link to that um, on the Making Chips uh, website. Talking exactly about this is about, you know, what's in your tech stack and, and, and how you should be considering this. So please, a warm Making Chips introduction to Kathy Steele. Yay. All right, Kathy. Always a pleasure to see your smiling Welcome, face. Welcome, Kathy. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm thanks. Yeah, I'm glad thanks you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, I'm gonna get over that comment, Jim, about uh, <laughs> you liking Julie better, but it probably will entail a pretty pricey bottle of uh, Cabernet. I can do that. For I, you. I'm sure that will help me get over it. I'm sure. I'm glad it will, to be it will here. Help and thanks for having us uh, today. No, it's always a pleasure, and you you know my love and passion for you and Julie and the entire team here at Red Caffeine. Um, I'm always a big cheerleader for the culture of your company and, and how well you've done over the last few years. And, you know, you must be doing something right. At the end of the day, uh, you know, when, when big, big businesses have successful companies and things are going good, you always say, well, obviously they're doing something right. So you must be doing something right. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's a real team effort for sure. Totally. Yeah, I just read that article a couple weeks ago that was in Forbes. So I was confused at the, it when I saw the title about tech stack because I didn't really understand sure. what you were going at. But then when I when I rove in, by the way, it was a nice short read. And you know, I don't Jim Carr doesn't love to read a lot, so it was just enough for me. There's some bullet points. There, in there. were some bullet points, exactly. <laughs> so um, I appreciated that. And what it did for me as a manufacturer and a business leader. Uh, an owner of my own company, it resonated in the fact that I need to get my ass on the ball and start really pushing, implementing, integrating technology into my business. Now, technology for a marketing company, technology for you know any other company, technology for a manufacturing company means a lot of different things sure. for us. I understand for you and your business what those needs are and obviously that 
stack is getting much bigger based on what I read in the other thing. But for me, it's new machinery and equipment, new technology, new inspection tools. But in the same time, it's uh, software, it's ERPs. Uh, CRM, it's accounting, it's all those things and how they integrate to them. So why don't you kind of just take us through the article piece by piece and let me, Jason, and the whole metalworking nation know a little bit more. Let's do a little deeper dive into what you were trying to convey in that article. Sure. So um, we are a marketing plus technology company. We've been building technology software uh, for numerous years, and and a lot of times, you know, building connectivity between software applications, but. What I, I think is just um, kind of come into the forefront for us is just how much all these different systems that people are using in their business and just the enormity of the technology landscape and how it plays into marketing and kind of business infrastructure is really going to um, allow us to work with clients well or kind of trip us up in the way we work with clients. So let's say you have a new client come to you, I guess it doesn't really depend on the industry that they come from, but what are you looking for? What What is that golden, what are those golden things that you need to see from that new prospect that's going to get you excited about potentially working with them? Well, I think for our standpoint, it's really just understanding that They've got a, an array of business goals. And so when we're looking at working with a client, we're looking at how do we help them achieve those goals. And it's going to be a combination of things, but there's always an underpinning of technology and how we're tracking those metrics. So we want to understand what they are currently using. So you mentioned a, a few acronyms, um, uh, ERP and CRM, and we um, talk about MarTech which is marketing technology, and there's an array of acronyms there, MAP, marketing automation platforms, and, uh, and, and the gamut. So we want to understand what they are working with currently and what they might need um, in terms of additional technology. So we'll look at what they have and what their gaps are so we can help them construct a plan that um, lines up their marketing goals and you know what needs they might have in technology. That's interesting. Um, so, are there any are there any things that because I'm I'm trying to think of who we're talking to today. Sure. And uh, you know, a lot of us manufacturers, myself included, um, we we don't know what we need to be using because a lot of people like myself come from family owned, legacy, generational industries some big, some small. And I know Julie's even elaborated sometimes when she'll come on to a new manufacturing client and they're very ill-equipped on the technology that they're using in their business. So what can you kind of tell people on a, you know, an entry level that they need to, that they should have in place to make your job better to represent them and market their manufacturing company? Well, I mean, I think we all start with, you know, a few key things. Um, everybody has a sales process or a lead gen process to some extent. And everybody has an accounting process or, a, you know, an operational um, system. And some of these things are, are kind of underpinned by technology and some of these things are not. And so what we want to know right out of the gate is, 
what you currently have and what your process is and then what you might be missing. So, you know, it, it tends to to be a bit overwhelming at, at, you know, when we're talking about all these technologies, like just to put it into some context that in 2011, there were about 150 technologies in the marketing or the MarTech space. And as of last year, there were nearly 4,000 technologies. That's so crazy. I read that and I'm like, how do how do we keep up with it? How do you keep up with sure, that? Sure, it's, it's more your problem than my problem, right? But that's that's the case for everything. I mean, even if you think about like HR software today. So if you're recruiting and trying to make that a more um, seamless process with your hiring goals, that also use utilizes technology. So there's a ton of accounting softwares out there. There's a ton of ERP systems out there. So it's not just marketing technologies. It's all different types of softwares. So just understanding that, you know, some things uh, can be integrated so that you are spending less time in between systems and more time in understanding the business metrics that drive to your goals. Interesting. So, Julie, I just want to go back to you for a minute because I, I have heard you say that many times that, you know, a, a, a new manufacturing client will come to you and they say, oh, we need a new website. And, and you say, oh, that's really nice. Great. Let's talk. And then you come in and you're like, oh, God, they don't even have an ERP or they don't have they don't you know, they don't have anything. And, you know, Car Machine, I'm going to be quite honest, is pretty under-equipped compared, well, maybe we're not. I I shouldn't say that. But, you know, but is it like as simple as using Google Docs, uh, Google Drive, uh, Microsoft uh, OneDrive? Um, I don't know. Tell me. I mean, I want to break it down for these manufacturers. So the first thing is, is Kathy alluded to, and we're going to have a downloadable doc. We like to always leave you with something that you can do and, and perform on your own is figuring out what you have and whether you're doing it online or offline. So I'm going to give you a specific example because I know the pain that people are going through. You know, we want all of our clients to be on a CRM and, and not everybody is, but sometimes they're collecting something in a Google Doc or in an Excel spreadsheet. So we want to know every process that you're doing and how you're doing it and how it's working for you because we believe that your whole business can be impacted if we take some simple offline processes and bring them online. That's really, in a nutshell, at the layman's term, is figure out how we can make you more efficient, as well as how um, we can close the loop on some of those things. My biggest pain point that I hear when I'm talking to manufacturers is they want to ask me, what is the ROI on their marketing? And I can't tell you your ROI on your market. I can tell you how many leads I'm getting. But unless your ERP is connected to your CRM, which is connected to my website that I just built you, I can't tell you what your, your conversion to close rate is. That, that, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. And I think what Kathy wants to like kind of go back and circle back to saying is once we've identified the gaps is how do we establish this priority and, and what do we do as a company when we're advising people? Because it all goes down to also time, resource, and money. So we have to plan things out in conjunction with what we're doing in a time frame that's going to suit your needs. So I'm just going to toss it back to you, Kathy, to talk more a little bit about the priorities. Sure. I, I mean, I think that the, the priorities tend to line up with what we're trying what you know problem are we trying to solve so if we're trying to um create more 
selling opportunities generate more leads. So what systems could be put in place that are companion to your sales strategy uh, that help us have more insights about lead generation? If your issue is more about understanding the sale and profitability of certain clients that you're working with already, and how do we get more of those types of clients? It's looking at those financial insights. So depending on a client's goals, we'll be looking at what technologies line up to give us those insights. The other thing I would say is that we've gone back and forth in in our own journey. And and I think that's why sometimes we're so effective is because like we try things in ourselves, figure out what works, it doesn't. And I'm just going to give you an example. So marketing automation is very important right now. I know people are very used to if they do it all in Metalworking Nation, sending out emails. Now what we want is emails to be developed ahead of time and then a cadence based on somebody who's coming into your website and where they are in that decision-making process. So if you are on a platform, something like, let's say, a Sage, which I know many manufacturers are. I've heard of that before, yeah. They may, what is Sage? Yeah. It's an accounting, ERP system. It, it depends on, yeah, it's like a full, no fully baked ERP and accounting And now they're really um, rolling out much more of their CRM. But that might not work for you. Because you know what I hear all the time is you guys sometimes are on a legacy ERP. And that's a significant change for you to make. Yes. So what we can do in the meantime is build these little bridges or APIs um, to integrate the best of the best. So let's say you're going to start on a Salesforce or a Zoho CRM. We We can build a little bridge to that to connect to download to your ERP. So that's what really, it's it's about using the best software for what you're trying to do. Um, and let's go on the other side of the fence. Workforce development is such a huge challenge in manufacturing. And many people are using different types of of companies that are helping you kind of organize how you're doing your hiring, recruitment, post job postings. There's so, HR HR software programs out there that just holistically handle all of your HR functions. Exactly. And so connecting that, we can build a little bridge to that too. So it's about knowing what your needs are. So going back to what Kath says, and then and then determining do we implement a new software? Do we build a bridge to another software? What's going to be the best bang for our buck to get to? efficiency and profitability. That's really... Right, right. So, Kathy, in that article, you talked about systemizing talent. Sure. So, can you, can you elaborate a little bit on what you meant with that? Well, I, I know for us, um, many of our manufacturing clients have a resource um, need. Uh, the, the matching um, open positions with talent is always seemingly a common challenge for most of the manufacturers that we're working with. So, how do you make that experience good for both a small employer as well as the talent pool that's that's applying? There's a lot of HR management softwares that help you with that intake process that can be connected right to your website. So we believe, you know, you, you have to look like a, an, a brand that somebody would want to work for first. So a little bit of due diligence on the front end mm, of your site to, to talk about, you know, what it's like to work for you. So, you know, video recruiting, um, 
uh, or recruiting videos are now becoming really popular so people can understand that these jobs are cool. They're not just, you know, yesterday's manufacturing experience. There's young people that are getting in. They're really excited about it. So having that, you know, on the front end, but also giving the uh, applicant a chance to upload their resume. And then on the back end, you know, we know that most of um, our clients in manufacturing have small teams. uh, And so being able to systemize or organize applicants that are coming in by the job that they're applying for and then have maybe an internal rating system. Maybe you're, you know, somebody's handling like phone screens and somebody else is doing the interview scheduling. But most of these tools allow you to see every stage of um, the hiring process and and automate them. And, and they're relatively affordable today and really, really easy to connect to your, to your website. So it just makes the experience of hiring from the standpoint of the employer easy as well as the experience from the potential recruit a good experience. So should all that be linked together? Should my, my recruitment video be on my site? Should should everything be backlinked? Is that what you're trying to say too? Or, uh, absolutely. Or you, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, pulling everything together on the website on the front end and then having some type of technology or tool, even if it is less technology savvy to an, an actual software, but having a process for the intake um, versus everything coming into a, a one form, like leads coming into one form and, and uh, people that want to work for you coming into one form, but splitting that off so that you've got the uh, customer experience coming in one way and the, the recruiting experience coming in another way. And then when um, necessary, adding technologies to both of those pieces. Mm-hmm. So you've got good stuff on the front of yeah. your website as well as, you know, for the administrative side on the back end of your site. I, I just, you know, I want to really break it down for like the really small manufacturers that sure. listen to the show that are, you know, when you say your CRM, your customer relation management system is linked up with your website. What, what does that mean? Because honest to God, a few years ago, I didn't know what that is. I don't have a CRM like that. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Can you explain how that physically works, that process actually works, so the manufacturers out there that don't have that integration can think strategically for the future that maybe they do need that integration so they can keep metrics and know where their leads are coming from. Do, do either of you want to take that and just well, break it down for us? Sure. I mean, I think it, it really is different, and, and you're not alone. I mean, I think 90% of the clients that we work with, Nine zero? regardless yes, wow. regardless of the industry they're in, don't have these systems in place. And so it, it's, it's not just for the small manufacturer. It's really, really um, mid-market organizations just don't tend to have all these things. So I think that where we want to start is really doing an audit to understand what you have and um, what you're currently doing, because you probably are using more technology than you even know. Because no you just you're not probably thinking about what you're doing in Excel spreadsheets or, or Google or Evernote or other applications that are available. And then um, kind of talking about, you know, the different processes in your organization. How are you getting leads? Um, how are you selling? Um, what is your uh, accounting situation? How do you invoice customers? And then kind of 
to the point of, of recruiting, thinking about that process as well, and figuring out where the gaps are, and, and then creating a priority list. So it's, you know, it's expensive, it's a, a lot to do, you want to know what you're doing, you know, step one is, uh, is going to be the most beneficial to your business goals. So we're not doing all of these types of integrations in one year, um, we're usually thinking about is lead generation, your most critical issue, all right, well, let's set up a, uh, a lead funnel process that uh, integrates some type of lead gen form with a technology to manage those insights on the back end. And then that's maybe six months, uh, you know, in, 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 in implementation. Does that helpful, Jim? It, I mean, I think I can break it down to the lowest common denominator. We <laughs> okay. do this on every like episode. I have all these really smart people, then it comes back to Julie. So it's number one, Jim, this is what most you and everybody cares about. I got a lead on my website, they filled out a form, I want that to populate my CRM. I want not only my CRM to have that information so my salespeople can keep track of that, but I want it to know that it's a possible opportunity in whatever ERP you're using, which is, you know, that's where you're going to develop your quotes and in your proposals that you're going to be sending out. So then your business knows that you have an opportunity as well. Now, going back to nurturing that, that lead, they might not be ready to buy right now. So we want them to connect to a marketing automation program so we can be nurturing them Autopilot. along. Um, yes. Okay, got it. Got it. I see Autopilot, it. Autopilot, so many. There's a ton of so many animation. platforms. There's other platforms are out there too that are able to give us um, social insights now to other ways people are coming in and serve up different information. But then it could go as deep as what we were talking about that your HR software is connected. So when you're getting a lead. Uh, for an employee on your website, it's going automatically into that instead of no having kidding. something, buddy, send it a, an email inquiry to Linda, and then you're following up, it's going directly into it. You know, HR software systems are kind of like CRM systems for employees. And then, you know, um, even a little bit further, what if you have some special kind of client login that you want to have uh, resources available to your people? So those I would say are the, the or, or a chat feature. Let's say now that's become very important. People want to chat. So I'd say the seven things are your web to your CRM that's collecting the, the lead capture to your ERP so you know there's a physical opportunity to your marketing automation so you're nurturing them along the way to your HR, quote unquote CRM, so you're knowing who is interested in in becoming a prospective employee, and then uh, any bonus features like chat options or anything else. Does that break it down a little? It does, Julie. Thank you. No, I, I really appreciate that because, you know, you know, we're, we're manufacturers. All we know is getting out in the shop and, and taking a, a hunk of metal and cutting it into this beautiful piece of art with super close tolerances. That's, that's what we do. That's what we do well. The problem we have is trying to convey that message about making this ugly piece of steel into this beautiful sculpture. So we need you, the marketing company, to take that information. We've listened to Casey and Shannon talk about how they interview their clients and take that story and bring it to life. So yeah, I totally get it. And I think it, I think it resonates better. It's people are able to digest it a little bit more. And yeah. I don't want it to be scary because you know what? It's scary. It is a little I know, scary. I don't I know why Kathy you. and I are so sweet, adorable. I'd have to say, you know, we have a face for TV a little more than radio. 
and and yet it's intimidating. And this is this, you know, and you're sitting in your seat, you guys are thinking, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's right. gonna cost me a lot of money and it's gonna take a lot of time. So I, I encourage you to download that tech audit and just start from the basics. This is what I have. In terms of technology, this is what I'm doing manually. This is what I wish I had. And thinking about your whole business, what's going to be a priority to make you efficient and, and ultimately profitable? Right. I mean, I'm a small business owner as well. So, you know, there's things that we're doing that are, are um, really manual and things that we're doing that we're leveraging technology. And then we're taking those baby steps to add more technology in. But, you know, back to Julie's point, it, it is a little bit overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. It's really why I wrote that article. But there's so much value in understanding your business insights. And it's not as difficult to take, you know, once you get over that first hurdle, it's about prioritizing what's the next opportunity. And it allows you to spend less time on things that you are looking at different reports from a, a lot of different sources and more time on doing the things that really drive your business forward. So, you know, the, the takeaway is that these things, they, they have some costs. I'm not going to say that there's no cost, but the insights can really have your business focus on what's truly important. And I think that's a huge takeaway for all small business. As well as the human element of people doing stuff in Excel, which I, I mean, I hate it. They're, like Natalie know, here loves it, but most of us hate it. Why not have a, you know, a database do it? Bam. And then yeah. <laughs> you're going there. Speaking of bam, we're just about out of time, but I want to ask Kathy, what are three things small manufacturing companies can do or should be thinking about with regards to technology that they should have in the next 12 to 24 months. I know I'm putting you on the yeah, spot. Three things. That's a tough thing. No, I, that's a I, tough thing. But I mean, we're here. They, we we want to equip and inspire this community. What what are three things? Well, I mean, I, I think it all is first starts with setting goals. So, you know, if your goal is growth, then having some of the insights into what is going to allow you to accomplish that goal. Uh, we strongly believe in CRM. I think that's uh, a really important way to track your customer insights. So understanding what the value of your accounts are, what the profitability of your accounts are, how long... Does it take you to get from, you know, talking with somebody to actually getting an order from somebody and, you know, and, and having some benchmarks of what that takes? So understanding that that customer insight. And then I guess um, third for for me would uh, what would be third? What do you what do you think? There's well, I would actually I, I want to extend what you were saying for your first. I think the manufacturer's ERPs are usually archaic and I would start, you know, they say start at home first. I would get your. Your operations. <laughs> you get your operations in order. And yeah. I, I second Kathy's emotion that the CRM is second. And then I vacillate between marketing automation because I feel a lot of manufacturers don't have a, a really deep, um, always a real deep sales team. And so marketing automation can kind of be like that, you know, um, inside sales rep nurturing it, that lead until it's it's a time for um, somebody's closer to a purchase. Yeah. I, I agree. I, th I I think you hit on all three. The operational aspect, I don't know if it's ERP, but it, it's certainly just 
you know, really having a buttoned up operation is, is because we can bring opportunities, but if you can't close a deal and you can't deliver the deal, that's, that's, you know, no amount of lead generation is going to cure that. Well, sales and marketing are two (laughs) entirely different things, right? Well, I think, you know, gone are the days of, you know, the customers are just going to come find me because here I am. And, you know, we need to be more proactive about, you know, what's our, customer relationship management software and we need to go beyond you know hey i've got this great lathe or i've got this great mill and i'm doing five axis machining right now and you need to take it to the next level and you need to make sure you pay attention to these other technologies as well obviously the machine tool side of things and the cutting tool side of things those are all really important and the material science and everything but you need to pay attention to getting customers in the front door and so this has been helpful they kind of tease us up i know you guys are really excited metalworking nation that the next episode episode, Casey Keegan is coming back. And I think she was, you know, a huge hit. And, you know, everything that we've gotten to this point really sets the foundation of your brand and your tools and technology. And she's really going to be coming back and we're going to be talking together about how we go to market, how we tell, you know, I was thinking about what you're just saying, Jason, love your lathe. I mean, let's, that's marketing and let's, let's, let's showcase what we love, the love we're getting from that lathe. (laughs) Yeah. You know, look at your technology. Look what what other technology you have besides what's in the shop, and that and hopefully I, the metalworking nation can the download new generation the of worksheet. manufacturing leaders are getting oh for sure more sad the new generation is the new for generation sure. is yeah. definitely get well, they don't yeah. have a choice man right I mean either you you get on you get on the train or else. You're going to be left behind. In well, the, the new generation wants this. It's yes. The, yes. It's, it's the yes. it's the past generation yes. that you know doesn't necessarily. Well, I don't understand that, so I don't want to do it. But so it's hard as yeah, yeah. as a you know a second generation that been in the business for a hundred years. Right. All I know is what my dad taught me, and he didn't teach me about CRM, ERP, um, you know, SEO, you know, all this stuff, all he knew. So it was my responsibility to my company mm-hmm. to go out and find that. And now that's to our... engage with people that are yeah. partners. And now it's our responsibility partners. at making chips to make sure that we equip and inspire the metalworking nation to understand these things better and take things to the next level. So with that, bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.